Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Back, baby. It's the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. Fisher, Tisopolis, DJ Nikki Snacks, Kreider. Horns Up, gentlemen. We're in the throes of summer. Some big recruiting news, though. Some really good recruiting news. And you know what? That hasn't been the issue in past, but it's really great to see us get nice and momentum in heading into the summer. There's obviously been some, some big signings. Um, Fred, Freddie Dubose coming in was the first big domino to fall recently this past week. Wide receiver from Texas, um, speedster, really good tape, top 300 recruit. Uh, then we get Jarrett Gibson, honestly, another massive recruit, one of the top, if not the top running back, depending on what site you look at, uh, from IMG Florida. And the dominoes kind of kept falling there. Uh, and now yeah. we look to see if we can get the big fish in Colin, Colin Simmons and Kobe Black. Five recruits within the last 10 days have committed to Texas. Big recruits it's, too. Yeah. All, all, all over four stars. And I know, you know, the stars, you know, at the end of the day, we don't matter. They need to translate to playing well on the field. But uh, I mean, all these guys are highly ranked at each of their positions. I mean, you mentioned uh, Jared Gibson, um, depending on what site he's either the number one or the number two running back in the nation. So Eventually, I think after this season, he'll probably end up being a five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we're establishing ourselves obviously as running back you. We've known that running backs would love to come to Texas and be in our room and work, work under uh, the shard choice. But, you know, I like what I'm seeing all across the board. I mean, this was a huge weekend of recruiting and it seems like we smashed it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to see kids coming in there. I mean, it's a little like you get a little excited on Twitter when you see everybody, you know, posting them in Texas colors and Texas threads posing for photos. You're like, Oh my God, are they going to commit? Did they commit? But they kind of, you know, go do that. That's like the new thing that schools do the whole photo shoot, try on the, try on the colors, the helmet, the Jersey, uh, throw a guitar over. Some, one of the kids had a guitar, which is pretty awesome. Um, but it looks like we really smashed the weekend. Christian Clark, another running back that we brought in, four-star guy. Santana Wilson, cornerback we brought in, four-star. Nate Kibble, uh, four-star interior offensive lineman. Uh, Kibble from Texas, um, um, as is DeBose. But Christian Clark and Santana Wilson, both from Arizona. So I think maybe people forget, I don't know, under the presumption that they do, Bijan Robinson's from Arizona. So it's good to see that we're keeping that pipeline alive. We always had a good stronghold in Florida, uh, even back to the Chuck Strong days um, where Jarrett Gibson's from at IMG. But it's nice to see us kind of go and dip our toes there. We obviously always want to come in and dominate the Texas recruiting trail, but getting everyone we got this weekend is a really good step in the right direction. And if we could come in and get the big prize fish for us, which is, which this, you know, this cycle was Colin Simmons. Uh, it's already been stated that Kobe black wants to play with him. So both those guys coming at 40 acres, 
would signify for the first time in a long time that it's back to back. Like, look, if we went and got Cedric Baxter and then we got Jarrett Gibson, the two top running backs back to back years, it's not that inconceivable to me. Getting Anthony Hill this past cycle and now coming in and going and getting Colin Simmons to the top pass rushers back to back years, that's a significant change in the program's trajectory. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, the two, two position groups, you know, you're talking about the guys, guys from Arizona. Um, Santana, obviously, is a DB. We've had a lot of success mm-hmm. um, with DBs in past and, and getting those guys to the NFL. And, you know, right now with the shard choice there, Bijan has an incredibly successful tenure as a Texas Longhorn. And you hope that the same thing happens this this coming season with Jonathan Brooks and Keelan and said B when he's given the opportunity. Um, and this becomes a place not only where we can go two years out and recruit a guy to have them commit, but also hold on to them and make sure that they stay a Texas Longhorn until they get on campus. Um, and then stay at Texas Longhorn once they do get on campus. So there's still more work to be done, but on the recruiting trail, but you know, it's just one of those things where the momentum, the positive momentum continues and it brings more and more enticement to these guys that haven't committed yet. These guys Mm -hmm. want it. Like there's something to these guys hearing about, you know, how much the other guys that they've been to camps with like Austin like Sarkeesian, like Tashar Choice, like our other position coaches, um, and like our program. Yeah, and another guy like, yeah, and and, and it's got to bring up, you both brought up Tashar Choice, but also Kyle Flood, our offensive yeah. line coach coming in. I mean, kudos to him getting a guy like Nate Kibble. He's also building that reputation that you guys are talking about here, you know, where guys are coming into 40 acres. They're wanting to hop on the bandwagon, and so much pressure is put on Coach Sarkeesian, yes, but having a guy like Deshard Choice in the building that guys want to come play under, having a guy like Kyle Flood, Daniel, Daniel, uh, let me let me pull up Dino Cruz, I believe his name is. Yes, Daniel Cruz, not Timo Cruz, but Daniel Cruz, uh, another offensive lineman out of Texas. Look, he he he's a nationally ranked player as well in the top three hundred, uh, and getting two top three hundred, you know, offensive linemen. You may not be getting the best offensive lineman in the class, but you're getting two guys that can really play some football in the building and two big boys as well. We and might then, be. Uh, we're, we're in the mix for Brandon Baker, who's the top offensive lineman in his class, the top offensive tackle that is, um, and we're strongly in the mix for him. Yeah. I mean, getting a guy like Brandon Baker from California would be a serious pull away from USC or UCLA or in Oregon even. Uh, I, I That would be a really impressive snag by Sark, Kyle Flood, and, and the Texas Longhorns. And the other guy I did want to bring up was Jordan Johnson Rebell, and he's a safety from IMG as well. And bringing him into the mix is another – Another, I mean, look at the safeties we've had in the past. We've had Michael Griffin on our show and, you know, Earl Thomas. We've had so many studs, that, just to name a few. Brandon Jones is in the league now. Caden Stearns is in the league now, both starting safeties. I mean, we've had some serious success, success at the safety position, Diggs, uh, and we can go on and on. Having him in the mix is just like replenishing the well with guys that, at least coming into their freshman seasons, are expected to be people that contribute to this Texas football team, whether they go to the pros or not, you never know how people develop. But the idea when you bring in a four or five star recruit, it's like, Hey, this, we're bringing in a guy that's really, we're really anticipating he's going to contribute on the field by a sophomore season. Uh, if, if by a freshman, all the more power to him. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, 
obviously we just mentioned that this is a huge recruiting weekend, but so many recruits were visiting the campus of, of, of Texas at Austin. And, uh, you know, when you have the results that we just had, right, where five guys are committing within the last 10 days, we talk about that domino effect. You know, I mean, the big fish, of course, we're looking at Colin Simmons being the guy to kind of set the table and be the head of this recruiting class and be that, you know, generational type defensive edge rusher that, you know, we've always been dying for that you always see go number one, you know, it's a top five in the draft class. That's something that really puts Texas on the map and uh, not like we've needed to be put on the map, but, you know, we need a guy like that who is going to just transcend the defense and transcend the recruiting class. And it's nice that he visited this week and some of the guys, hopefully that he, you know, created a little relationship with this week that, you know, maybe they had some fun this weekend um, are committing and mm-hmm. hopefully that affects his decision a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, he's the number one player in the state. Yep. And we talk about how, when I said earlier, how important it is to dominate the state of Texas. And a big getting a big fish like Simmons in the building, yes, we get that generational, potential generational talent that we want, the potential top edge rusher we've always dreamed of being taken off the board if all things go, you know, according to plan for that young man. But look what we look at the success we've had in the past of bringing in a top recruit. When we got Arch Manning, did we hopefully get the quarterback of the future? Yes. But did we get like a workhorse on the recruiting trail on his own? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So if we get a guy like Simmons in the building, all of a sudden, you know, that's going to like, there's other guys that are available like that are, that may not be swinging our way. I mean, I know Kobe black, if Colin Simmons commits, we're going to get Kobe black uh, from Waco, which is great. Uh, another major steal in the, in the state of Texas. But then there's other guys like, you know, Justin Williams uh, from Conroe, Micah Hudson from temple guys. We can get, you know, to come uh, Zinu um, Umiozula, I believe is how you pronounce yeah. it. Gut check uh, over there from Allen, Texas, another edge guy coming in. If we get it's, a guy like Colin Simmons in, the waterfall could happen. It's no longer acceptable to lose the recruiting war in Texas. You gotta, you gotta pick up the guys in your backyard and this draft or this, not draft class, this prospect recruiting class, whatever you call it is super heavy on Texas recruits. It always is, but this year, importantly, you know, it's such a big year for Sark to really capitalize, especially moving on to the SEC. You know, a lot of the times when guys are from Texas and they are getting recruited, we're losing a lot to AM because they're in the SEC. These players want to go over to AM because they want to play SEC football. They want to play against the best of the best. They want to get put in the premier spotlight, you know, all the time. They want to have an opportunity to play against the Bamas, the Georgias, the LSUs, the Auburns, right? The guys who are getting drafted in the first round. So they could also have that scatter report on them going up against those guys. Mm-hmm. Now, even the playing field, you know, it's uh, it's us going to the SEC, and there's no reason why those guys should go over to AM. Little brother, once again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we still have to worry about, you know, the other teams that are going to be staying in the Big Twelve from a recruiting standpoint, like the team in Waco, obviously the Bears and. The, the Horn Frogs, um, they wrangled in a couple of recruits from the two, you know 2025 class. Ty Hawkins, a, a QB, I think he's the t- he's a top five QB in his class. We'll see where he ends up uh, in that pecking order. And then Adrian Wilson from Pflugerville, um, who is second best receiver in Texas in that class. So you know that's a team that went to the college football final last year. So they're going to be buying for recruits as well. It's it's really really important that we we take care of business in the state of Texas and. You know, 
Josh, I think you mentioned uh, Hunter Moden and, and Trey Owens, um, but those guys are both Houston guys, right? And so that's mm-hmm. important. And we just we have to we have to keep chipping away. At, there's so many good schools, so many good high school football programs in Texas. It's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work for the yeah. staff to get to all those different places, to meet all those different kids, talk to all the different parents, and evaluate the talent, of course. Um, and you're you're not going to get every single guy, but you know you you got to get the ones that count. And you know, kudos to to TCU for doing that. I'm not necessarily worried about the positions that they got, right? But it doesn't mean that we we shouldn't have those conversations with the QBs and the wide receivers uh, in the state and out of state because we don't know what Arch is going to turn into. We don't know where these this this really really deep receiver room um, what's going to happen if guys end up transferring. Like you just got to be prepared for for everything. And we talked about Deshard Choice. Like, look, if they have a really really successful season rushing the football, maybe he goes and gets a full time job somewhere else. You know, it's it's no guarantee that we have every position coach year in year out. You like to think so, um, but it's all about putting and establishing just those those good practices. And as long as Steve is doing what he needs to do and continuing to to encourage his coaches and, and the players. And then we get it done on the field, which is always the bottom line with, you know, our conversations and when we, especially when we're talking with Q and even more so, you know, the pressure is on us this year. Um, we got to go get it done on the field now. And, and the more, the more we execute and the more we win, the easier it gets all across the board. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you bring up Trey Owens. I did not mention him, but I think that was a great person to obviously bring up because he is in our recruiting class. He is committed to three-star quarterback from Cyprus. And a sometimes a good offense is a good defense in recruiting. We we get him, we block him from Baylor, we block him from like the TCUs, like you're talking about Tasu, SMU. SMU, and you know what? Houston, Look, you talk about. The, I mean, all those schools. Yeah, Houston's talk, headed to the Big Twelve. Yeah, and you know what though? The thing is, is I think people. Somebody said it this week. I was like, I don't know how it came up, but so TCU was brought up, and it was said that they'll never get another shot at the college football playoff. And I don't necessarily think that's the case because they won their first matchup. So it's not like they're going to get absolutely blocked off for the future if they do get there again. And quite frankly, yes, on one hand, it's very enticing for people to come play in the SEC, better competition, iron sharpens iron, uh, higher draft probabilities coming out of the SEC, especially for linemen, I think. But if you're if you're good, you know, if you're a player and you're not like an elite five-star guy, that's, you know, not promised, but a better shot at being a plug and play player, then you could go to a TCU, you can go to a Baylor rather than go to the SEC, try to dominate there and then head to the college football playoff that way. So just because those teams are not heading to the SEC doesn't mean like, all right, we have to just, you know, discard them, not worry about them anymore. No, they're still trying to recruit in the same backyard. We are. Uh, So it's important to get a guy like Trey Owens plus guys like Mac Jones, uh, who won a national championship with Alabama? He wasn't Bryce Young. He, you know, he wasn't Tua. He wasn't one of the. He wasn't Kyler Murray, a type recruit. He was a three-star recruit like Trey Owens. So, you get these guys in the building. You never know who steps up. You never know who develops or how they develop, which is really important to, to, to yeah. uh, distinguish. Uh, we did have another recruit, but in basketball. Different sport. Yeah, that was kind of kind of a surprise. Uh, yeah, I don't know where Chris Johnson originally committed to Kansas, combo guard, um, flips in the midst of summer. And honestly, I think I just chalked this up to the fact that he sees no more competition with Ron Holland, you know, and there's an opening in kind of that position there. Um, mm-hmm. 
in my opinion. Yeah, he, he, he Artario Morris is gone uh, to Kansas. Yeah, so we bring in a great combo guard in, in Johnson. Uh, we lost AJ Johnson to Australia. We lost Ron. I'm Holland sorry, not not Ron, not Ron Holland. Um, AJ, because AJ was the the AJ, uh, yeah. the guard, right? Ron Holland's the yeah. power forward. The both guys gone though, so there was there was some worry about Rodney's class. I think not from us, but from a lot of people. I think Amos was a good pickup. Well, we brought in a big from Virginia. We brought the Sue back. Dylan Mitchell staying was huge, and then Tyrese Hunter was a big fish we got in in the transfer portal last year. But bringing in a young guy like Chris Johnson hopefully gives us a young player that can come off the bench, give us some more depth. Bring some nice energy off the bench, help bring the ball up if need be. Also, potentially, depending on how his shot starts to fall, be a shooter. Uh, you know, we're not going to replace a guy like Serge Barry Rice, but we need to find minutes and shots somewhere. Uh, so, bringing in the, another guard that can hoop is very important for Rodney Terry for Rodney Terry's um, arsenal. And I think again, you know, we you take him away from Kansas a little, a little offense on the defense uh, for recruiting. Yeah, and yeah, shout out I mean, to. Sir, Serge Barry Rice, you just mentioned for again the two way contract with the Spurs, and then I think mm-hmm. Marcus Carr with the Suns, right? And Timmy with the Grizz, and Timmy with with Memphis Grizz. So all of our Longhorns taking the next step and playing pro. We'll see if it works works out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully they have really good uh, runs in the summer league, and that could turn into two way contract for these guys heading into the regular season. But um, it, this this guy played at Montverde. You know, it's it's one of the most high-profile uh, basketball schools in the nation, and he grew up in Missouri City. He grew up in Texas. He he wanted. He said when you know with his commitments, um, he wanted to be closer to his family. So maybe there just weren't even those conversations and the opportunity to have those conversations because of the guys that we had previously committed to and had committed to us. And of course, you know they're not going to to the 40 acres anymore, but we've got, uh, we, we've got this guy and I, I like him. I mean, he's an athlete. He's got good size. He's six, four. He really needs to work on his shot, Josh, which, which you mentioned already. Um, but he, you know, Chris doesn't have to come in and, and start for us. He can, you know, develop as a, as a bench guy. It is important that Rodney Terry was able to bring someone in from this <laughs> class because otherwise you just have that kind of blemish on your record where it's, even if you brought guys no, in no from the transfer yeah. portal, you have to, yeah, no commits, right? That that is something that people can say about you, and so um, no longer the case, which is which is great for RT. And we've got a we've got a really good roster here, and it's going to be a tough yeah. Big Twelve. But um, I don't know. I'm excited to see what our guys can do. Yeah, I think with within basketball recruiting, it's tough because like there's so many one and dones, right? So when you're recruiting for basketball, you're hoping the guy you know, makes an impact right off right away. As soon as he steps on the court, as soon as he steps on campus, not really the same with football. You know, guys can wait a couple of years. They could redshirt, they can develop, they can sit on the bench, you know, with basketball, you're hoping to get a guy right, right away. Um, so I think it's an interesting position because look, you also still want to plan for the pu- future whenever you get these guys. So Chris Johnson, maybe he doesn't completely affect, you know, the, the play this year, but hopefully he's a guy who stays in this roster for a long time and is a staple and can build around, you know, and it's kind of hard to discern the difference between the two sometimes in college basketball. But I love the fact that he said he's always wanted to play for Texas ever since he grew up. So that's always nice that you get a kid who grew up a fan of the team, you know, it means a lot more to them. Mm, Yeah. I mean, the next, 
next year's uh, top recruit from Dallas, Texas, and Trey Johnson. Um, so can't miss another Highlands High School. Yeah, it's one of those things where, and again, you, I'm glad you brought up Montverde. I mean, I was just looking at the list of pros they have there, and Cade, RJ. It's it's ridiculous. That, that's just to name a few. It's ridiculous the amount of guys that have gone to Montverde uh, and headed to the Ben Simmons and heads to the pros. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a weird thing because for as as fans and coaches, you want these guys to come in and play right away from a production standpoint, but you also want them to come and play right away and be good. So they're comfortable there and they stay there because if it's yeah. not working for them in their first year, they're gone too. So right. retention is yeah, also, we, we just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, some of it, some of it is out of your control too, right? It's not like Arterio Morris was one of our really important players in the tournament run. And, and still guys make the decisions that they do for a multitude of different reasons. Um, I, he's going to get run. Like he's going to get the opportunity to play. He's a four-star recruit. He's a very talented guy. And once again, like I said, he's six, four, that that's sizable for a guard, especially in college basketball, maybe not in the pros, but in college basketball, you're going to have a lot of opportunities. They might run him out as, as the three to spell Dylan Mitchell. We go a little small. Um, but it, it's interesting. You bring up Trey Johnson, who's out of, out of Dallas, Texas. He, he used to play at Lake Highlands, which is actually in the school district um, that I would have gone to if I had gone to a public school in Texas. But his uh, Chris Johnson's teammate, Liam McNeely, is the eight number eight recruit in next year's class, in the 2024 class. And he plays at Montverde, and he's from Plano, Texas. So teammates with Chris Johnson, you know, th that's the type of thing where okay. and the number nine recruit is also another Montverde uh, player. It's a well. chess move. Yep. So Rod it's important to, doing. to hit these pipelines. It's really, really, really important. Um, and, and prove to these guys hey, if you come here from Montverde where you are a highly touted prospect, you will get an opportunity to play and you will be playing for something. You're, you're yeah. not playing for nothing when you're playing for RT. Um, but you swiping know, think, a guy I, like, yeah. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. I was just going to say. say I, <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and say something. Go for it. <laughs> I was going to say your, your ultimate point, and Josh, you, you, you're loving the, the phrase like the defense is good offense at this point. But playing defense against one of the best coaches in college basketball for the last twenty years against Bill Self, like yeah. Rod RT is an he's an unproven commodity as a coach. I know he's been a head coach for a college program at this point for for a long time, almost ten years now. Um, but this is year one without Beard at Texas, and he's got a lot to prove. Because I think as good of a job as he did last year, he had a, a little bit of an advantage of we were going to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? There was no, yeah. the expectations were diminished to a certain extent and he exceeded them, which was great. Uh, but yeah. Short leash. Me, he has a short leash for sure. I think though, I've, here's my leash for him. And let me two know years. what you guys. I think okay. I was, I was going to say my leash. If you're not in the elite eight in two years, you're out. Okay. If he made it to the sweet 16 this year, and was really competitive in the Big 12, like I'm talking heading into March Madness as a three or four seed, I'd be I'd be happy with the season we had. Not like ecstatic. I wouldn't be stoked. And it would be like, let's we killed it. Like last year we killed it. We like it wasn't how we wanted it, especially the ending of that that Elite Eight game to Miami. But we went to the Elite Eight and we lost to a really good program with with professional basketballs, basketball players on their team. And in Jordan Miller and Isaiah Wong, both guys got drafted. So it's we lost to a really good basketball team. 
So I'm, I'm not we did. not like devastated, uh, despite how the game ended. Uh, so if RT comes in and, and he goes to the Sweet 16 and we're really competitive all year and we're playing for a Big 12 championship, I, I can't be disappointed. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say um, when Toss and I were playing a little game of Jinx, um, you know, at this point, we can contend with any program. You know, I mean, we're we're clearly taking guys from other programs. You know, we've got we've gotten you know, a skew came from Kentucky. You know, we got the guy from Virginia. Um, we're talking about our trio coming from Texas, going to Kansas, flip flopping. Like, we can bang with the big blue bloods. I don't think we're there yet as a blue blood, but at this point, I don't think anyone is unattainable. I mean, we've got guys every single season that go to the NBA. We've got five stars that come in every single season. I mean. That one stretch where we had Miles Turner, Mo Bamba, Jared Allen, you know, uh, uh, Banks, like all these guys that are just, you know, Jericho Simmons, like huge guys who end up being lottery picks um, that I think it's really molded who we are as a program. And when it comes to recruiting, like you just can't strike out. Like it's good that he got, like as Toss said, he got one in the can for this recruiting class, but you can't go over. Like, it just can't happen no matter what happens. You know what I mean? Like, I understand that Ron Holland's decision was to go pro, and, like, there's not really anything you can do about that. You don't lose out to another program. Um, same thing with A.J. Johnson. But you you just got to make up for it because at this point, you know, it's slim pickings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the unfortunate thing, and maybe not unfortunate, to, but the challenging thing, rather, I think that's the better way to describe it, uh, about the Big 12 this season, I'm just looking at betonline.ag and the odds to win the national championship in college basketball in the 2023-2024 season. Uh, of course, the March will be like, in the 2024 we're year. 10, right? We are not. We're like top 12, but okay. the number one team who has shared odds with Purdue at plus 1,000 are the Kansas Jayhawks. Of course, that's ridiculous. And I wouldn't take that if I were a betting man, because those odds are not very favorable just in the context of how difficult it is to win a national championship. And of course, Purdue being up there has to do with the retention of Edie, not declaring for the draft, coming back to college basketball and playing for one more season. He was the wooden award winner. I understand. I would, if you're going to take one of those two teams, I definitely take Kansas over Purdue. Uh, and I think that's what Josh's yeah. face was there. Yeah. But, if you're listening, you can't see my face. I would bet a nut that Purdue doesn't make it to the final four. <laughs> but there's nut? another cash, team. Cashew? Yeah. Cash you? <laughs> yeah. I, I can't tell if you're, you're just trying to push off the inappropriateness or you're trying to insult me. <laughs> uh, just trying to guess which nut. Maybe give a shout favorite. out. Maybe just give a shout out to our favorite rap duo. Yeah. It's very so, true. So, the Texas Longhorns odds, they're plus 2,500. Um, I think we're being underrated a little bit because I actually think with Shedrick um, and are the big that transferred from Virginia and, of course, with Amos from uh, Oral Roberts, those are guys that are experienced and DeSue has had he – he's been on this team now. Three, essentially, veterans. Uh, I know that's not necessarily the way that – we talk about it, but they're upperclassmen, right? And and those guys have played in meaningful moments um, in college basketball, in tournament runs. And not that the Kansas team hasn't, but they have a lot of young talent and they lost Jalen Wilson, right? They lost Grady Dick. So I, they, is Joey McCormick still on the team? I don't believe so. I think he's gone as well. 
they have check me on that josh but mm-hmm. they are going to have a younger roster than us which i would actually uh i would say you know favors the texas longhorns now i'm not saying that we should be favored to win the big 12 or anything but my ultimate point was between the kansas jayhawks who are plus a thousand to win the national championship and the texas longhorns who are plus 2500 is another team named the houston houston cougars who are plus 2000 who are now in our conference who are playing us in big 12 play so the Big 12 championship, I think, just got a lot more important. So we're talking about how far RT needs to get. I think if RT wins the Big 12 championship two out of his three years, looking ahead to the 2024-2025 season, I'd also say you'd have to be safe at that point, too. Yeah. The Big 12 championship is really, really meaningful this season, Yeah, as it, as it is every season. McCormick's not there, Alex. Um, they they have KJ Adams. They have they DeJuan Harris, who... Honestly, like Arterio Morris could jump him. Just saying. Uh, Nick Timberlake, who is a, a, is a grad transfer from Towson, had 17 points per game last year. He's that's, uh, that's Justin Timberlake's guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hunter Dickinson, obviously, who is excellent and underwhelmed. That I mean, the fact that that Michigan team with two guys taken in the top 15 and Hunter Dickinson didn't even make it to March Madness this year. should have called for, for Juwan Howard's head, but neither here nor there. KJ Adams uh, and Kevin McCuller, who was great at tech or was good at tech and good at Kansas last year. So they're, they have some veteran guys in there, but they do, not, they do. but not all guys that have played together. Dickinson coming in, Morris coming in uh, and Timberlake, uh, Justin's guy coming in to try to mold with the rest of this team. Yeah. I would say both teams lost their two best players. So that they're in even grounds in that regard. And like you said, Dickinson disappointed last year. He did. Yeah. It's going to, we we're going to need to see everything play out. Kentucky Duke, they have guys coming in. You know, that UConn is going to be right there. Sonogo went on drafted. He probably should have stayed. Yeah, hate to see it, but UConn's obviously going to be back in the mix. Um, it, it it's going to be a really, really interesting college, college basketball season. Uh, we are uh, obviously ways away, but not too, too far. And a really good pickup by Roddy Terry and a multitude of reasons. Uh, yep. heading into the summer, heading into the July Fourth weekend, gents. Nine more Saturdays to Texas football. There you go. There you go. Wow. We will see you guys next time on that note. Get your horns up, fellas. Very exciting stuff. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.